This is Owning Your Shit with Carson McKenna, a series in which I read from my journals. The series was recorded over a few weeks period in winter of 2022 and addresses various themes from friendship to panic disorder Yesterday was fantastique. I worked a double, Bath and Body Works in the morning, and then the restaurant in the evening. I made $45 in cash tips. One of my highlights was when Jim, the Delta engineer, asked about the origin story of the restaurant. He listened solemnly, nodding, asking smart questions. He gave me Uncle Steve vibes. He was probably his age. At the end, he asked for my card. He said he would hit me up when it was time to plan the office Christmas party. I don't know why, but I'm bursting inside at the at the feeling of such seenness. Sarah, our hostess for the evening, was sweet. Her parents came to the party. Her father admitted that he was a quote-unquote weathernut and was watching the Doppler radar on his phone. A big storm was about to hit horse heads, so he wanted to leave by 8.45 tops to avoid it. He drank only Diet Coke all night, identifying himself as the designated diver. (laughs) He's such a dad, Sarah laughed. (sighs) I observe myself as behaving as this friendly detached machine as I go through my day, performing transactions. Surely this is a defense developed to keep up productivity in the third dimension. You can't stay still for too long, imagine this machine saying. I observe myself robotically coasting through my work, Sometimes casting snap judgments on people rooted in superficial third-dimensional beliefs. For example, um, last night seeing a couple and wondering how they found each other. It seems as though couples always balance, but in a totally underwhelming way. Like if one is more attractive, then the other has money. Uh, or if one is like young and attractive, the other... She probably, and has a guy, then she she might have a kid or something like that. I don't know. I can't help but notice these things. Of course, these are based on my superficial beliefs that have been conceived way back when I was still deciding how the world works, because I remember it being such a mystery to me. There's still this core belief that looks and slimness equate to ease and success in my mind. And I don't know if it'll ever go away. Um, it could be a byproduct of the time and place in which I was raised. I grew up under Lindsay, Paris, Nicole, and Tara Reed as my role models. If you wanted to be visible or valued in the world or featured in a magazine, you had to be skinny and you had to be pretty. And that still is the formula for success to me, I guess. Um, but I'm aware of it. And I'm aware of my attention to this area. So my prayer for today is to please help me to see myself and others through the heart of compassion. Love them like Mother Mary does, unconditionally, with brueling fondness. Let me look at myself and them through these eyes.
I wanted to work through some of my anger that came up around Eric the bisexual not texting me back. Where we last left off with him, he had texted me all eager beaver, asking if he was messaging me too much, too often. It was hard to know because I took too long to respond. He said it took three days, which was a total exaggeration. I wanted to tell him that he was mistaking me for Christ's resurrection, but I didn't. Um, I instead said, I gave him a very honest, I answered from a very honest place. I said that our chemistry is kind of still hard to gauge because we hadn't met up yet. Um, and I said that chemistry was everything for me and I wouldn't know how it would be until we met up and for where we were texting once a day was like the norm for me. Um, I could have answered from a lower place and, and denied it and said I'd just been busy so I could keep cashing in on the free validation that he was offering me in endless supply. But I answered honestly and he didn't answer me back. I felt the anger being ignored in meditation. Um, I think the feeling that was coming up was feeling disrespected because my honest expression was left for dead in the field of apathy. I felt like I'd given an impassioned speech where someone makes a fart sound at the end and the whole crowd laughs. But then I tried to reach higher. I saw that he was hurt when I didn't respond with a burning yes that he was clearly ready to give to me. I understood all too well the pain of non-reciprocated love. Just like how I felt for Antal, the boy whose ears nicked, earned him the nickname Dumbo. Uh, I tried to come up with a statement to answer back to my resentment. And that statement is, I acknowledge that I have a choice whether to expand or contract in any given circumstance. For this moment, I chose expansion. I hold compassion for those who contract because I'm one choice away from acting as they have, and I'm absolutely no different from them. Um, it felt great to expand rather than contract. It was sourced from the truth that Frankel observed in Man's Search for Meaning. Freedom and the choice of belief in one's circumstances is the last of the human freedoms, and no one can take that away from you. No one. Frankel was able to find happiness in the sound of a bird even when he was at Auschwitz. Uh, not that I'm comparing my experience with Eric the Bisexual to Frankel's experience in the Holocaust, of course. I have brunch with Michelle and her kids soon. We'll see how brunch with kid, the kids is. Last time we couldn't speak so frankly because her child was there, even though he was pretty absorbed in his iPad. Eric the Bisexual was so loath to speak, speak of his sexuality. I don't know why, because it was the most interesting thing that I uncovered about him. Update. Next day. The meditation on the bisexual must have done something in the ethers because he messaged me at midnight, clearly drunk. And he said, if I wasn't willing to be his girlfriend, would I be willing to dominate him or teach him some obedience? What the fuck? I guess I remember in our com one of our conversations that I mentioned that I used to be a mistress in a former life to Mike, name has been changed, who I mentioned in my book. My first thought was to respond, can I write about it if I change your name? My second thought was to tell him that if he paid me $50 a week, I would text him mean mistress things. 
But I think I've passed my era of erotic commodification, or using boys as playmates to keep my boredom at bay. Plus, it'll suck up the energetic space I'm holding for the partner that I'm actually calling in. I have no fucking clue what I'm going to answer to him yet. But I'm definitely going to have to answer. I'm observing a a new zero, zero tolerance policy on ghosting guys. I'm Casper Nomo. Brunch was fantastic. Turned out that Charlie was there too. He stood at the foot of my and Michelle's table and we chit-chatted. I was inspired to reawaken my idea for a potluck next week. Uh, it would be framed around the fun Aries energy that was present at the table because Michelle and Charlie are both Aries. Maybe I'll go to Ithaca on Friday for a fun weekend. Fun is the theme of the week.